Take your Bible again and turn with me to the Gospel of John, the 19th chapter. Uh, I want to look, at, look this morning uh, at, uh, at this question or this topic, the problem with Pilate. The problem with Pilate. Um, I, I'm not going to ask you to volunteer and go back to the microphone, uh, but have you ever uh, met someone or uh, maybe saw someone on television or read about someone and you looked at them and you just thought, you know, and you might even said it out loud, uh, what is your problem? Uh, you know, what's wrong with you? Uh, you know, why do you act the way you do? You know, unfortunately, I think that might be a, a lot more common today than it used to be. Uh, you know, you, you, see, uh, you see folks out and uh, you see some of their uh, wardrobe choices and that kind of thing, and you just kind of look at them and, you know, uh, what's wrong with you? Uh, you know, what, what is your problem? Uh, and, and, you know, that's kind of what, as I've been coming through this text, uh, as we've been moving through the Gospel of John, uh, you know, it's kind of, uh, I think that's a valid question that probably, had we been standing uh, off to the side and, and watching this story unfold, uh, I think we probably would have stood and looked and said, well, what's wrong with him? Uh, you know, what's his problem? He has he said now uh, on several different occasions, I find no fault in this man, uh, and yet he is proceeding uh, with, this, uh, with this trial. He's proceeding uh, with, uh, with the scourging and the beating and, uh, and is obviously still contemplating uh, allowing him to be crucified. What's wrong with this man? Uh, you know, what, what's going on in his head uh, that, uh, that, that has him uh, acting like this? If, you know, after the first time that he said, I find no fault in this man, I find no guilt in this man, uh, why didn't he turn him loose? Uh, but instead he proceeds. And, uh, and so I think that's a, a valid question. What's wrong uh, with this man? Uh, what is it? Uh, that uh, is going on uh, in his head. Uh, and I don't uh, claim to be a mind reader. Uh, I, I, most of the time I can't even tell you what's going on in my head, uh, let alone Pilate. Uh, but uh, I, I do see some things in our text this morning uh, that I think indicate what, uh, what was going on in, in, in Pilate's mind and the things uh, that he was uh, wrestling with and, and the issues that were going on. And as I think about those things that, uh, that were going on in Pilate's mind, uh, I realize that uh, those are the very same problems that many people today, uh, most people still wrestle with uh, when it comes to the idea uh, of Jesus Christ, when it comes to the idea uh, of salvation, when it comes to uh, accepting the Word of God, when it comes to uh, accepting Christ, they, uh, they wrestle uh, with these same four, uh, and there may be more, but uh, I think these four are, uh, are going to be some broad categories uh, that generally uh, are the hurdles uh, that most of us uh, deal with uh, in, in accepting Christ. And, uh, and not only for those who don't know Christ, uh, but also even for those who do uh, profess Christ, who claim to be Christian, uh, you know, many times uh, the, the truth is, whether we want to confess it or not, uh, the truth is we don't always do, we don't always act uh, like we should. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, I think sometimes that question, what's wrong with him? Uh, I think sometimes we ask that about ourselves. Uh, you know, we, we say and do things, and, and, and we, know we, we, we know we profess to be a Christian. Uh, you know, uh, it may happen today. We may go out of this building today uh, and, and go out uh, after being, being in uh, worship and, and, and praising the name of the Lord and uh, opening his word and singing and uh, testifying and being with God's people. And, and you may not be five minutes down the road where you, where you say or do something, and, and the first thought runs through your mind is, What's wrong with me? Uh, you know, how, how can I act like this? You know, I, I just left church. What, you know, uh, and if you don't think that, the devil will ask you. Uh, if you don't think it yourself, he'll crawl up on your shoulder and ask you uh, himself. Uh, but, uh, and some of these four things that we see in Pilate uh, are hurdles for man uh, when it comes uh, to our relationship, either accepting uh, or growing, I think, uh, in our relationship uh, with Jesus Christ. And so uh, as, we, uh, as we look here, uh, beginning in verse 8, uh, the Bible says, uh, begins with these words. It says, when Pilate uh, heard these things or heard this statement or heard this, uh, and so uh, the question is, what is the this that Pilate heard uh, that, uh, that, uh, that it refers to? Well, we have to back up uh, and see at the end of verse 7, uh, up until this point, uh, in, uh, in, in the story, the, the, the Jews had uh, been accusing Christ basically uh, of, uh, of political crimes. They had been uh, accusing him of being a threat uh, to the Roman Empire. He says he's a king. Uh, and so they had been trying uh, that particular uh, method to get, uh, get uh, uh, Pilate to uh, intervene and crucify Jesus. They wanted him to be seen as a threat uh, to the Roman Empire. And, but uh, when they see, as we can tell, that's not working because Pilate uh, has now on several occasions said, I don't find anything wrong with him. I, I don't see anything he's done wrong. They changed their uh, tune a little bit. And where we ended last week uh, was with the Jews saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, we're going to give you another charge. And uh, it says there that uh, here's their new trial. Uh, they say we, we have a law in verse 7, uh, and, and he has to die because he has made himself the Son of God. And so they've changed their, uh, their, their attack from being a, uh, a political accusation uh, to now being a, uh, a, a religious accusation. And when the Bible says in verse 8 that when Pilate heard this... Uh, so what, what it's talking about is when Pilate heard that, uh, that he considered himself, uh, called himself a son, uh, son of God. Uh, that got Pilate's attention, uh, and that got Pilate uh, to thinking because uh, the Romans, as uh, you, you may, not, may or may not know, the Romans were very religious people. Uh, you know, even though you, you know, they, 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 they did some uh, horrible things and they had, you know, some horrible uh, actions that they were involved in, they were a religious people. They had never met a God they didn't like. They had uh, a lot of them. They had a lot of uh, various gods. And so they were uh, a religious people. In fact, uh, they considered Caesar himself uh, to be a god. But what, see, what Pilate would have heard uh, here when, uh, when they said, he said he is the Son of God, uh, they would have heard uh, Jesus, they, they would have heard uh, the, the Jews saying uh, that, uh, that he was a son of a God. 
They, they would have heard him saying that he was a son uh, of Aegon. Uh, and, and, and the Romans had this mindset, they had this belief uh, that, uh, how many of you, and this is in, in my opinion, uh, and, and I'm going out on the internet and I'll go out on record as saying it, how many of you have seen that motorcycle insurance commercial uh, where uh, the, the, the thing is half motorcycle, half man? Uh, you see, you know, you know the commercial I'm talking about? I have a motorcycle, and nothing about that commercial makes me want to buy insurance from those people. Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, I, I will tell you that when I see that commercial, here's what I ask. I ask this question. What's wrong with them people? Yeah, uh, yeah. Same question I'm asking today about Pilate. What's, what, what's their problem? What is, uh, what is wrong uh, with these people? There's nothing uh, again, uh, about that uh, commercial that makes me want to buy, uh, buy, uh, buy insurance. But as, I, uh, as you look at this, uh, Pilate has a problem here. He is uh, caught up uh, in, in this fantasy world. Uh, and John doesn't record it for us, uh, but Matthew tells us that his wife had came to him, I believe in the 27th chapter, uh, she came to him and told him, said, uh, I've had had a dream. You need to you need to leave him alone. Uh, and so uh, now, all of a sudden, uh, Pilate is caught up, uh, kind of in this this fantasy world uh, of his, where uh, he is thinking, well, maybe he is a son of a god. Uh, maybe he's one of many gods. Maybe he's half god, half man. Uh, and so uh, Pilate now. As he hears this, he has a, a misconception uh, of who Jesus Christ is. He, he, he tries to take uh, this man that is standing before him and, and, and make him fit, uh, make him uh, line up uh, with what he understands and what uh, he knows uh, about uh, about God, about uh, gods. He, he tries to uh, twist it around. And, uh, and we see in this passage it says because of that, uh, he, he is afraid. And uh, if we're going into verse 9, it goes on and says he calls Jesus. He goes back in and, and re-interviews Jesus. And he asks him, uh, he says, where are you from? Uh, and and uh, when he asks him, where are you from, he's really uh, probably a better uh, definition there, a better answer would be, uh, who are you? Uh, you know, are, you really a, are you really a God? Uh, and, uh, and because it was one thing for Pilate uh, to have somebody running around uh, saying they're a king. Uh, it's another thing altogether uh, if you execute God. That's yeah. It's one thing to execute the king of the Jews. That's yeah. That that that's no big deal to the Romans. They've they they've killed a lot of people. But uh, when it comes down and he says um, again, when when it's a matter of uh, of we're going to execute. God, uh, then Pilate has a different uh, mindset. And as I think about uh, Pilate, what's wrong with Pilate, uh, that is, uh, a, in a nutshell, uh, what is wrong uh, in, uh, with many people and their concept uh, of Jesus Christ. They're trying to make him uh, fit into uh, their way of thinking. 
If you tell someone that Jesus Christ uh, is the only way uh, of salvation, many people will look at you and they, you know, they don't have a problem with you saying Christ is a way of salvation, uh, but if you say that He is the only way of salvation, then people, uh, they, they struggle with that. Uh, you know, you're telling me that, uh, that that's the only way uh, to heaven, and they struggle with that. And Pilate here uh, is that way. And for believers, again, uh, it just goes on and reveals to us and shows us uh, the importance uh, of, as believers, uh, having a, a solid knowledge of the Word of God. Uh, that, that we understand who Christ is, that we understand uh, what He is, uh, what He teaches, so that, uh, that we are not uh, twisted and blown uh, by every little thing uh, that comes down the pipe. Uh, I, I, would, you know, I, I don't know how much money I would have uh, if I had a nickel uh, for every time uh, someone has asked me uh, about some wild... Um, theory, some goofball teaching uh, that, they have, uh, that they have heard somebody uh, on television or some, uh, some uh, you know, somebody uh, in you know, some program or some, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but it's not real hard to write a book. Well, it may be hard to write a book. It's not hard to get a book published. Yeah. If you go on Amazon, you can find out there are a lot of people out there giving their book away. They'll write a book and they give it away. They pay to have it published themselves. It, you know, they, they pay to have it printed. And, and, and listen, some of those books are great. I, I, you know, but but it, it, again, what I'm saying to you is because, you know, do, you, do you understand what, what, that because someone is on television with a, with a church show does not mean their doctrine is correct. It means their check cleared the bank when the TV station deposited it. That's all it means. Yeah, that, that's what it means. You, you, if you've got enough money, you can get on television. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, if you hadn't figured that out about television, you know, not just church shows, but a whole lot of other shows. If you've got enough money, you can get on television. And so it's important for us uh, to, to understand and to get uh, our, our, our doctrine, to get uh, our uh, belief system correct. Pilate, his problem is this fantasy world uh, that he's living in. He's living in this world uh, where he doesn't know, uh, you know, certainly by now, Pilate had heard uh, of some of the stories of Jesus Christ. Certainly uh, by now, uh, he had heard some of the miracles that were being attributed to Jesus Christ. Uh, if nothing else by now, he has watched as Christ has been beaten and abused and, and scourged and never opened his mouth, never called out, never cursed the Romans, uh, just simply stood and took it. And something about this man has clicked uh, in, in Pilate's head. But he is confused because uh, he has this mindset, he has this wrong idea about who God is. And so uh, it's imperative this morning for, uh, for us to have a, a solid understanding, a solid knowledge uh, of who uh, God is and what the Bible uh, actually teaches. But then that, that, that misunderstanding, that fantasy world that he's living in, 
leads to this, uh, this paralyzing fear uh, that he has to deal with. He heard this, and he was more afraid, the Bible says. As I said a while ago, Pilate had already been kind of uh, impressed, if you will, uh, kind of uh, stunned at, at how Jesus reacted and how Jesus responded. But now he is even more afraid. And as I look at this and I look at this story, it says he was more afraid and he entered his headquarters again, his praetorium, uh, and, and he goes back in uh, again. If you've kept track, this is about, I believe, either the seventh or eighth time now uh, that Pilate has went in and out. He's come out to talk to the Jews and went back in to think. He's come out to talk to the Jews and he's went back in. He's been back and forth. Uh, I believe this is the seventh time now uh, that, he has, uh, that he's changed places. And he goes back in. Why? Because he's heard this statement uh, that, uh, that Jesus it claims to be a son of God. And because of that, it says he has this fear. He is in a position now where he doesn't know what to do. If I execute God, well, figure it out. That's not good. If I allow God to be crucified, that's bad. If I allow a crazy man to wander the streets and, and stir up a, 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 a commotion um, in, the, in the city... In the region, well then, Caesar's going to have my head. And so you, you can almost, I, I, again, I, I have a fairly decent imagination. I, I can kind of picture Pilate standing there on the porch and, and hearing the Jews say, He claims to be a son of God. What? Yeah, you, know, almost, you, can, you, can, you, you, know, you can see the fear run over his face. And, and, and you can see him begin to kind of, as far as the color run out of his face. And he got pale, and he, I'll be right back. And he turns and, you know, and, and runs back in. And, and you know, he, uh, he's, he's, he's wanting an answer. Now he doesn't know what to do because of his fear. He has this paralyzing fear uh, that keeps him uh, from uh, making a decision here. And, and this morning, as I think about that, what's wrong with Pilate? He's scared. This says it right here in the text. He's scared. He doesn't know what to do. He, he's in the proverbial spot where he's between a rock and a hard place. If Again, if I kill God, if I execute a son of God, then that's not good. Yeah. If I let a crazy man loose on the streets and he causes a, a rebellion and Caesar wants to execute me, that's not good. Either way I go, uh, you know, I'm kind of in a mess. And so Pilate, uh, as we uh, think about another text in the New Testament, says, how long halt ye between, or excuse me, in the, in the Old Testament, how long halt ye between two opinions? You know, Pilate, you've got to decide something here, bud. This is your choice. You're the only one that can make it. You're the governor. The Jews can't do it. Nobody else is going to do it. Pilate, you must decide. Can I tell you this morning from experience, 
that many of us we're more driven by our fear than we are by our love. We're more driven by our fear of man than we are our love of God. We're more driven by concern about what man is going to say than we are by our love of God. Some of you even, we even come to the point where we serve God out of fear. We, you know, and, and I know I probably, I, I'm going to try to do better and quit using this example, but, I, you know, I've told you before, I would be the lightning bolt God. You know, that, that, you, know you, you know, a lot of people serve God that way. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my offering. I'm going to go to church because I'm afraid if I don't, God's going to get me somehow. Now, let's be clear. God does punish. God does chasten. God does discipline. But we don't serve God out of fear. You, 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 don't want your chil- you don't want your children to be obedient to you because they're afraid you're going to beat them over the head with a tube before, do you? You want them to be obedient. You want them to follow your rules because they love you, because they respect you, uh, because they honor you, not because of some, uh, some fear. Well, Fear is a problem for many people when it comes to serving God. And because of that, uh, again, fear of what someone else might say, fear of what others may think, fear of what others may do, we have fear. And so what's wrong with Pilate? Pilate, first of all, is living in this fantasy world where he totally misunderstands God. When you misunderstand God, you misunderstand His Word, and you misapply His Word, when you don't uh, have his, uh, his precepts and principles clear in your mind, that leads to fear. I, I, I've shared with you before one of my, one of my greatest uh, uh, frustrations. I, I hate this. And you see it in a lot of small towns, uh, in the South particular. You go into a town, and there'll be a sign out at the street, out at the city limits, that says citywide speed limit 35. And then there won't hardly be any speed limit signs anywhere in town. I'm just supposed to remember that that one back there. I like speed limit signs. I like to see them ever so often, just to know that somebody hadn't slipped up and changed the rules. I like, to, I like a clear understanding of the rules. You know, I, 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 that's just, you know, maybe, maybe you're cool with that, but it, it bothers me. I like to see that. Don't just stick up one sign at the city limits and say, do your best. Listen, I need to know the rules. When I know the rules, I can follow the rules. And when we understand God's Word, when we understand His teachings, when we study the Word of God, then we don't have to live in fear. The Bible says what? That He didn't give us the spirit of fear. I remind you, I've told you this over and over in 26 years. We only have two fears, naturally. Two. The fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. You take a baby and put them in a room full of snakes, they don't care. Put them in a room with a bear, as long as the bear doesn't roar, they don't care. Loud noises and falling. All the other fears we have developed all by ourselves. They come from Satan himself. 
palate his problem was he had a misunderstanding, a fantasy world about who God was. He had a, which led to fear, because when you don't know the rules, you don't know how to play the game. Yeah, I, I've shared with you before about playing games with my boys. Yeah, where, you know, they, they do certain, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Oh, I, I, well, I need to see the rule book. I need to see the instructions. Oh, we don't have them no more. Well, I ain't playing. I like to know the rules. I need to know the rules. And thankfully, God has given us the rules. And what rules we haven't given. If you're a child of God, He has placed the Holy Spirit in your heart. He has placed the Holy Spirit in there to lead, to guide, to convict, to comfort, in case you missed it in here. So he had this fantasy that led to fear. What was wrong with Pilate? There's two things. What was wrong with Pilate? He had pride. Look what he says in the next verse. When he goes back in, he says to Jesus, he says, where are you from? And Jesus wouldn't answer. Well, let me just jump in right there and just take a moment. Why wouldn't Jesus answer? Because Jesus already answered He's already told him. Furthermore, Pilate wouldn't believe it if he told him. You think Pilate would have under Pilate would have understood that he was from heaven? Yeah. The Jews, the religious people that he came for, didn't understand. There wasn't no way in the world Pilate would have ever wrapped his little bitty brain uh, around that concept. And then look what Pilate says here. Do you don't you know? Are you not aware that I have the authority? See that? I have the authority. He goes on in just a moment. He says, I have the authority to turn you loose, or I have the authority to have you crucified. In my Bible, you may not can see it, I have those two times, two times underlined. I have the authority to release you. I have the authority to crucify you. Jesus could have easily looked at Pilate and said, you don't have the authority to breathe if I don't allow it. You don't have the authority to blink your eye if I don't allow it. Pilate's third problem was not only this misunderstanding, this fantasy world of completely misunderstood theories about God. To fear, the third problem he has is pride. I can release you. No, you can't. You can't release me and you can't hold me. You can't keep me. You can't stop me. No, you don't. Pride was Pilate's third problem. Pride is generally man's biggest problem. Many people today who are riding up and down, listen, I have no doubt in my mind, none, just because I know the number of cars that go up and down Poplar Tent Road. Me and Miss Rose Kennedy used to sit up in her little uh, apartment on the side of her uh, daughter's house, and we come up with a plan. 
we were going to put a toll gate out there at Speedway Drive and Poplar Tent Road, and we were going to charge a nickel a car. That's all we are going to charge. A nickel a car, and we were going to split the nickel, and we're still both going to be rich. There's that many cars go up and down this road. You know you've tried to get out of the parking lot. There is little doubt in my mind that this morning someone has rode by this church and saw these cars in the parking lot, saw you coming in, saw the signs, saw what was going on here, and rode by and laughed in their mind, if not out loud, and ridiculed us for being here. There is someone today who has flipped through whether on Facebook or live streaming, somehow have seen us, heard us on the Internet, they've listened for a moment, and they have laughed and ridiculed. Listen, I have watched and seen, uh, I, I look at a lot of different churches, uh, broadcast and, and streaming and things, and I've seen some of the comments. There are a lot of people out there who think, I don't need God. Pilate says, I have the authority. I have the ability. Pilate, you couldn't have rolled out of bed this morning except for the grace and the mercy of God. Pilate, you couldn't have uttered those words unless God allowed it. Pilate, you have no authority. Pilate, you're nobody. If you only realized, if you only knew who you were standing in front of, who you were interrogating, who you were accusing, you'd be on your hands and knees begging Him. Begging Him for forgiveness. Pride. Many, even in the church today, we allow pride to stop us to hinder us from being the person God wants us to be. I'm all right, just like I am. Or probably a better statement to describe the way many people today are going about their life and the way pride shows up is something along these lines. Oh, I know I'm not everything I ought to be, but I'm better than so-and-so. It's not but one problem, folks. God doesn't grade on the curve. God grades on the cross. It doesn't matter if you're better than so-and-so. It doesn't matter if you're less of a liar or less of a thief. It doesn't matter. The question is, what have you done with Jesus Christ? And that's the question Pilate is facing right now. What are you going to do with Jesus? And because of this fantasy world he's living in, because of the fear that he has, and because of the pride that he has, you know the decision he makes. And then finally, look at this response. Jesus answers him. And, and I love this. Pilate has said twice, I have authority. I have authority. And Jesus says, you don't have any authority. You have none. Not you have a little authority. You have a bit of authority. You have no authority over me. 
unless it was given to you from above. And therefore, he says, he who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. Pilate, the Jews, Annas, the chief priest, they have the greater sin, but you're a sinner. He didn't say you haven't sinned. You see the fault that is revealed. You see the fault that is revealed. Pilate, you can say what you want to. You can go back in the building in a minute, you can wash your hands, and you say, I'm out of this. I found no fault in him. I'm going to wash my hands. I'm done with it. But Pilate, you're guilty. Pilate, you're guilty. You are a sinner. You need God. You need what only I can offer. You have no authority. You're nobody. What's wrong with Pilate? What's wrong with Pilate is he doesn't understand God. He's made his own world up. He's made his own ideas. He's made his own religion. What's wrong with Pilate? He's afraid. He's afraid. He's afraid to look at the Jews and say, I find no fault in this man. Turn him loose. He's afraid to make a decision for Jesus Christ. What's wrong with Pilate? Pilate's pride has caused him to think, well, I don't need God. I don't, if He is, I have the authority. The, the Greek in that sentence, uh, when he says, I have the authority, he says the, the emphatic word there is me. 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 It's not about you, it's about me. It's pride. And all we see in this final verse is fault. He is a sinner. He is a sinner. This morning, wherever you are, in this room or online, those four mistakes will keep you from God. Those four mistakes will keep you from being the man or the woman that God wants you to be. You may very well be a Christian. You may very well know Christ as your Savior. But if you allow pride to creep into your life, remember what the Bible says about pride? It says pride comes before the fall. It says He didn't give us the spirit of fear. Listen, the reality is these things, these traits displayed in Pilate's life are a wall, a barrier, between man and being who God wants us to be. If you're here today and you don't know Christ, you're online, you don't know Him, listen, your fear, your pride, you're thinking, oh, I don't need Him, I, 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 don't, I, I don't need Christ, I'm all right, I'm not as bad as so-and-so. Maybe you're not. But I'll ask you a simple question. How many lies does it take to make you a liar? One or two or ten? If you tell ten lies, are you a liar? If you tell a hundred lies, are you a liar? If you tell one liar, are you a liar? One sin, you're a sinner. 
and you need Jesus. Christians, do you see any of these four things? And perhaps in 2021, the greatest two issues out of this list are fear and pride. Listen, it's hard to be a Christian in 2021. It's hard to be a Christian in this world. Man, we're pulled and we're, we're tugged at and we're pushed and pulled and we're, we're, we have all kinds of negative influence and things pushing on us to, to, to live a life that is displeasing to God. The fear that we have of standing up in our workplace, standing up in our neighborhood, or heaven help, standing up in our family for Jesus Christ. Fear. Pride. I'm okay just like I am. Are you? Pilate, you have no authority. You're nobody without me. You're nobody without me. I want to ask you to bow your heads this morning. Wherever you are in this building, online, there's two groups of people and two only. Those who know Christ, those who don't. Those who have accepted Him as their Savior and those who have not. Let me talk first of all to those of you who would say, I know I'm a believer. I know I'm a Christian. What is hindering you? What is keeping you from being all that God wants you to be? Is it a misunderstanding, a lack of knowledge about the Word of God and who He is? Is it fear? Is it pride? Or is it just simply sin? Unconfessed sin that needs to be dealt with in your life. Today is the day you need to get that cleared up. But most importantly, you're here, you're online, and you don't know Christ personally. You've never asked Him into your heart. What is it you're waiting on? What's keeping you? Is it your fear? Is it your pride? The Bible says today is the day of salvation. No way to the Father but by Jesus. If you're in this room, would you come and let me show you from God's Word. If you're online, if you'd leave us a comment, a call, an email, we'd love to talk to you, send you some literature and let you know how you can be a, be a believer, how you can be saved, how you can be a follower of Jesus Christ. What's wrong with Pilate? What's wrong with Pilate? It's the same thing wrong with man today. The exact same thing. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. God, I ask you today to take your word. God, to use my stumbling words, to use my halting words transform them in our hearts they would hear you clearly speak God that believers those who profess Jesus Christ God would get rid of any block any hindrance any of the weight that 
so easily beset us that keep us from being the, the person, the follower, the disciple you want us to be. God, that we'd get rid of them. We'd give them to you, allow you to remove them. God, for the one that's here, the one that's listening, that doesn't know Christ, that have never, never asked him into their heart, God, I pray that you'd stir in their heart this morning. They may be a church member. They may be in church every week. But the truth is, they don't know Christ personally. God, would you touch their heart this morning? God, would you deal with their heart? Draw them. Convict them. Let them see that there is no other way of salvation. Let them put aside their fear, their pride, whatever it is that's standing between them and accepting you. And we'll give you the honor what you do in this place, which in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As we stand together. your attention this morning, um, and uh, I told you it'd be warm in here this week. Um, matter of fact, I think it's kind of hot. Um, just kind of put a bug in your ear. I, I was planning on trying to do it this coming Saturday, uh, but looking at the weather, there's a pretty good chance of rain Saturday. Uh, our little house back here is empty, and kind of need to do a little cleanup around there. Nothing. Those of you that have been involved in before, um, it's nothing like that. Matter of fact, it's Pretty light work, a little bit of stuff in the yard and a few pieces of furniture that he couldn't get out by himself uh, that we need to clean out so we can uh, do something with that house. So uh, hopefully not this Saturday, but the next Saturday uh, we'll be able uh, to do that uh, if the weather uh, cooperates and participates. Um, and so just to put that thought uh, in your head and remind you that many hands make light work. Uh, again, there's nothing really heavy. It's not... It's not nasty. <laughs> Again, those of you who have helped clean out the house on the other side before, I promise you, it's not even in the same league. Um, it's, it's, it's nothing close. We don't need a dumpster this time. Uh, and so it's actually in, in pretty good shape. So we just need to pick up a few things and roll the trash out, a few things like that. So I uh, hope we'll be able to do that uh, two weeks from yesterday. And also as we go out, um, I don't I want to say this carefully and... And, and as lovingly as possible, um, please um, respect other people's wishes. I don't know if that's the right way to say it or not. You may not think anything about this virus, or you may not be the least bit concerned about it, but other people are. And so uh, don't just 
walk up and throw your arms and hug somebody. They, you might get punched. Uh, and so, um, again, just let, let's try to, again, you, I don't care what, whatever you think of it, uh, that's your world um, and your decision, but other people are, uh, a lot of people are really, really concerned and, and afraid of it. Um, and so try to kind of respect, again, that distancing thing and all. Um, we've been blessed, um, again, there's very few churches um, in, in our area that haven't had to close at least two weeks uh, because of a batch of it in their church. And so we've been blessed that we haven't had that issue actually inside or, you know, we've had several people who have been uh, touched by the virus but not actually inside the church where we were sharing it with each other. And so uh, I'd like to keep it that way until um, Archie's shot kicks in. Um, and... Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to tell if he grows a horn or not. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> it might be an improvement. Who knows?